28 days, 6 hours, 42 minutes, 12 seconds. You're listening to episode 72 of CCP, the Caleb and Kathy podcast, also known as... Creepy Creature Permeates. I like it. All unique words I don't think we've used in a CCP before. I could be wrong. We've done a lot of these now. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> um, so for those wondering, that music you heard at the top... Uh, hopefully heard at the top, because I, I got all this done, right, you know? Yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, is by the one and only Jack Antonoff, uh, famous for being in the band Fun, as well as Bleachers. And also a close personal friend. <laughs> and then he said, you guys, take this music for your podcast, I'm a big fan. Yeah. <laughs> Please use it. No. Um... <laughs> So this has been probably a month ago or better. Uh, after it was early quarantine. Yeah, after that happened, after everybody was quarantining for a few weeks or a month or so, uh, Jack Antonoff released four different editions of these samples and loops uh, that he said is free to use, fair use, everybody can use it and do what you want with it. Um, you can download it and edit it and do whatever you want with it. So I, this uh, weekend I... Download all of them. Listen to all um, 419 tracks. You really listen to all those? A lot of them were like one or two seconds, like snare uh, hit, like, <laughs> like uh, that's it. So oh, okay. It, it went pretty quick. There was only a few that were like 20 plus seconds. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, we're going to have new music, uh, and we decided to do all of our music and interludes by uh, out of this Jack Antonoff compilations collection. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so just a quick shout out at the top here. We're excited because we both really love Jack Antonoff's music. Yeah. Big fan of Bleachers. And yeah, without any further ado, let's get into what we're doing this week. Sorry for all the housekeeping at the top there. That's okay. So this week, um, if Kathy's CCP was a clue or my intro of the 28 days, etc., uh, Donnie Darko is what we're doing this week, which is a cult classic that neither of us had seen. Correct. All right, so some background on Donnie Darko. It was released in 2001. It's directed and written by Richard Kelly. A budget of $4.5 million, and it made $7.5 million at the box office. And it was distributed by New Market Films. Um, do you want to go through the cast for us? We have a lot of um, young, well-known actors, but uh, this was kind of before they were household names. Okay. Jake Gyllenhaal is a star. He plays Donnie Darko. The titular character. Mm-hmm. Maggie Gyllenhaal, thankfully, does not play his lover, plays his sister, which they are siblings, I mean, so that makes she sense. she was born for the role, am I right? <laughs> I guess. Um, she plays Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. And then we have Drew Barrymore, plays a teacher, English teacher. Patrick Swayze plays Jim Cunningham, who's like this inspirational. Speaking speaker. of cults, Jim yeah. Cunningham seems to have yeah, like, kind of a cult leader vibe going on there. Yeah, we have Dwight's babysitter, <laughs> Beth Grant, who plays the PE slash health teacher. What a school to go to! You got Drew Barrymore teaching you uh, what is a literature class? I'm assuming or an English mm-hmm. class. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Dwight's babysitter, everybody knows, of course, is your PE teacher slash health. Yeah. 
Um, I feel like it used to be a thing that health and PE were like synonymous. one class, but nowadays that's not. The, it wasn't the case for me. Was that the case for you? No, I had a separate health class. Yeah. I remember, like, in middle school, I think, like, they did, you know, they would come in and show you the gross slides of, like, STDs yeah. and stuff. But that, that was, like, like, science class for me. They did that in science for you? Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like it makes more sense there than yeah. PE. But I guess that was yeah, the easiest think... way to capture a big group, maybe. Like, there's, like, a hundred of you oh. in here at once. <laughs> we know everybody's... Why do we need to do it in a big group? Though? I don't, I don't know. know. I feel like sex education is so messed up. Yeah. Or health. Um, okay. Then we have kind of like lesser characters, but Seth Rogen was in this. He played yeah. a, a bully. So I think it was like Ricky. I mean, I think I wrote his name down here. Um, it was Ricky Danforth. Really? I, yeah, I remember it. Oh, okay. And then Ashley Tisdell had one line in this movie. As well as... Uh, um, Spencer from iCarly. Yeah. So a lot of, like, actors you've seen, but, like, they're not that big of actors, I guess I should have said. Except for, like, Seth Rogen. And then, obviously, Jake, Jake and Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah, Patrick Swayze, Drew Barrymore. Like, well, when I said, like, the up-and-comer ones. Oh, okay. I guess just Maggie Gyllenhaal, Jake Gyllenhaal, and Seth Rogen would be the ones that, like... Okay. And then a Beth Grant, of course. This is before her huge role as Dwight's babysitter. Well, she had, like, a bigger role in the Mindy Project. So, so she got in there with, uh... Kaling. Mindy Kaling. Mm-hmm. Butted up. I feel like I've seen her in something else as well. Yeah. She's been in stuff, but maybe that's what she's most known for. Anyway, so that's the cast. Okay. Should I go over the setting and other yeah. information? do it. Alright, this movie is set in Middlesex, Virginia. It takes place in October of 1988, starting on the 2nd, I believe. Right. And it is an hour and 53 minutes, mm-hmm. which I think is too long for a movie, but especially this movie. There's just a little sneak peek of of uh, what I think on the movie. You uh, say that, but... Like, what's your favorite movie? Well, now it's Lady Bird, right? Mm-hmm. Or Booksmart, you said. But isn't Boyhood really long? But it can be a... If it's a good movie, then the length is fine. But you just said an hour 53 is too long, in your opinion. I stand by that. <laughs> there can be exceptions to an opinion. I prefer shorter movies, and I think that is a well-known fact at this point. I don't think that I've... But you watched all the Lord of the Rings. We got through them. Yeah, but did I watch them in a single sitting, or did it take me like three to five days per movie to finish them? Fair. Anyway, sorry for sidetracking us again. I get, what happens is I get sleepy if I'm watching a movie for movie for too long, even though like I can watch I, a bunch of TV shows at a time. I Yeah, I think it, I mean, there probably is like a science to that actually, like the way television is developed to like, keep you entertained the whole time and then it's shorter so it's like oh now a new one's starting up and it gives you like a little adrenaline boost or something yeah that keeps you awake right especially in our binging era that we are currently in you know yeah you like want to know what happens next in a movie you have to wait forever to like figure out what happens next but i don't know it depends on the movie 
Um, we got the movie from the library because um, the library here is starting to open up. But you could also, it's available to rent on several different platforms. I believe that is all of my stuff. Alright, so my brief one sentence oh, synopsis yeah, off the top it. of the dome here. This is going to be interesting. Because I didn't know how to write one. Because you just, this is a movie that just keeps getting weirder and weirder. One of those type of movies, you know? Yeah. So, I would say, Donnie. Mm-hmm. So far, so good. <laughs> good so far. Okay. Donnie is a high school teenager who is dealing with a mental... A high school teenager? Is a teenager. Okay. Well, you could be a teenager out of high school, like 19 or 18, you've graduated, so... Okay. <laughs> Donnie is a, a teenager struggling with mental... Um, health. Health issues. Believed to be schizophrenia, but we're not sure if that's what it is. Um, and he has hallucinations where he sees a rabbit. <laughs> this is just all already getting so crazy. <laughs> sees a rabbit named that's Frank right. who tells him what to do. Yeah. I think that's... Okay. I think he did it. <laughs> it's the best I got here, people. Well, and we're going to, you know, spoil everything as we always yeah. do. I mean, this movie's almost 20 years old at this point, And oh, uh, a lot of people have probably seen it at this point. Right. He said it's available on these free streaming a few free streaming services so if you haven't go check it out there it's one of those movies though like where you think it's one thing and then i guess that's maybe a good place later to start what did you what were your expectations going in what did you think this movie was going to be about did you have any prior knowledge um i knew jake Gyllenhaal was in it in that um I had heard the name before, but I didn't know what it was about. So you had, like, very little knowledge. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I had a fairly good understanding. I didn't know it was going to get You this. knew that there was a bunny. I knew there was a bunny. I think I knew his name was Frank. Because I've seen, you know, famous, clips. like, images or clips. So like, where he's sitting in the theater and the bunny's there as well. Oh. Also, I think I've seen that clip where... It, um, Maybe this was just from the trailer or something. Where uh, did you write down the girl, the new girl to school? What her name was? Yeah. Oh, I think I wrote it down somewhere. Gretchen. Gretchen. Yeah. Where he's talking to Gretchen when they're walking out. He's like, um, I have mental, I have emotional problems too. <laughs> what are your dad's emotional problems? Yeah. I thought that was kind of a funny line. Um, but yeah, so I I kind of knew what was like that. Something weird was going on. He was talking to this rabbit. I didn't know if the rabbit was real or not before watching this movie, you know? I didn't know if that was his hallucination or, and like, there was actually after, a guy walking around in a rabbit suit. After you've watched it, do you know for certain... That's a fair point. ...whether the <laughs> rabbit is real or not? Well, later on in the movie, towards the end, we do meet a guy named Frank who is in this rabbit suit. And then at the very... I don't know. Just this movie is tough. <laughs> Let's just start from the beginning. Okay. All right. So Donnie has uh, this problem where he like sleepwalks and he'll just like wake up in random places, mm -hmm. like he falls asleep in the middle of the road and stuff. 
Yeah. Um, so he's doing that one night, and then he goes outside, and he sees Frank the Rabbit for the first time, and he tells him the world's going to end in 28, hour, 28 days, 6 hours, 42 minutes, 12 seconds. Yeah. Um, and then a jet engine falls on his room, so he would have died if he was in there, but he's like, oh, Frank saved me because he told me to go outside and follow him. So maybe that's what kind of inspires him to start listening to this rabbit. Uh, I don't know. I did not get that. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. And then let's see what I have after that. So then they go to school. But do you think that was the first time he had seen Frank? It seems like it was from what I gathered, but I don't know. Because he wakes up the beginning of the movie. He wakes up like next to his bike, just like on this road. Mm Mm-hmm. So couldn't he have seen Frank then? Well, I didn't know if he just was having, like, the sleepwalking or sleep bike riding stuff. Yeah, without Frank, maybe. I'm not sure. You could be right. Okay. This might not be the first time we saw him. But I feel like he does later bring it up to his therapist, like, that there's a bunny named Frank. And it seems like it was the first time she heard it, because then she tells his parents. But she, it's assumed that he has had other imaginary friends before. That is true. she said... He said, real I made imaginary. a new friend, and she said, real or imaginary. Okay, maybe there were other bunnies or something. <laughs> or other different animals. Um. Oh, uh, yeah, and when we say bunny, this is like a guy in a bunny it's costume. Really, like six really creepy. Tall. Yeah, it's pretty creepy looking. I'm sure this was like a popular Halloween costume for like high schoolers in the early 2000s. I don't remember ever seeing anybody wearing this, but you remember everybody wearing the scream mask, right? Yeah. Yeah. I guess that was a little uh, easier to buy and make, a little cheaper, more simple. I think I had that at one point. Really? Steven might have won, is it, for one year or something? Huh. Anyways, so then we escalate. Then Frank tells him to... so Flood okay. the school. Yeah, so I guess this was a little unclear, but then it becomes clear pretty quickly after that. It, I couldn't tell if he was dreaming or this was actually happening. When he it shows him what's the axe and stuff and he hits the thing... The, like, water tank or whatever. but Because the, then the next scene, he wakes up. So it's like, was he just We don't dreaming? actually see him flood the school, right? Well, then they show the school, and there's an axe in the mascot's head, and... Who yeah. made me do it, right? Huh? Isn't that what it says? Either maybe they, he I think, they made me do it. Okay. Yeah, so I think he does actually do it. It was a little unclear at first, like... Is this just a dream, or is this actually happening? I think... Well, the school was closed. So someone flooded the school. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so that's escalating. Uh, kind of a side story we have that ends up leading into more of the main stories. This Jim Cunningham guy, played by Patrick Swayze, who's kind of like this... I don't know, what did you call him? Like he... Like I, I would like an think inspirational a, speaker. Yeah, so motivational to, speaker. So he comes to the school and it's like you, you're either motivated by fear or love. Well, the gym teacher is like teaching them about. Yeah, like and he has like, tapes and stuff. Yeah, and he's a local guy too. Right? Yeah, and I think that was like and books. I believe he had us a couple of books. I feel like that was a bigger thing back then. Like, do you know of that many motivational speakers? Nowadays? No, but I don't know if they'd like just go to school, so maybe I'm not seeing them. Okay. This is a good question. Did you Do you remember any of your motivational speakers that came to your school, either younger or older? 
yeah, I think the the most impactful one, like the one that I still think about, is um, so Columbine. You know, mm-hmm. the first person that was killed was named Rachel, and her dad um, started this thing called Rachel's Challenge. Yeah, I've heard of it. He came to my high school and gave like a really emotional speech, and we were like all crying. Um, but yeah, like I still remember that. So that was probably the one that had the most impact on me. Okay, so now I'm going to tell you what happened at my high school, what motivational speakers we had come. It's a group called the Power Team, mm. and they were like, I think a religious group who were like into the Bible and stuff. And at then, your public high school. I'm pretty sure. And they're like, do the power of God and focus, you can do everything. And they were like super muscular dudes, and they're like ripping phone books and like throwing stuff it was so this is like during the school day yeah we all like went to the gym to watch this that seems like (laughs) against the first amendment to me but interesting. i mean i could be misremembering maybe the god thing wasn't a big theme maybe it was just like you should focus on your body instead of drugs or violence or something it all goes back to drugs i just remember them like ripping up phone books and stuff and being like this is really dumb (laughs) yeah like maybe this isn't for high school audience yeah, I don't know. I was a very cynical uh, kid who just I was made fun of a lot of stuff. I was cynical, too, and I feel like... Yeah, I feel like if you, I would have had somebody's parent who had a kid killed in a, yeah, uh, like, a school shooting, I wouldn't be like laughing and making fun of this person, but yeah. he's a weird guy. I'm, I'm sure they had no, their struggles, No, I'm sure too, it was but... really dumb. No, that sounds really dumb. Like I'm pretty sure if you just Google Power Team, they'll come up. They have like oh a... Oh, my God. This is like a national following? thing, I think. Yeah, well, this gym guy comes, and he is definitely, like, like a cult leader kind of thing. Yeah. Cult mentality. And Donnie is calling him out. Yeah. Uh, saying, like, no, you're wrong. It's not just as you're, simple Basically, as... you're giving bad advice to these yeah. people. Yeah. Good job. But, um, but he always goes, like, a little bit over the too top. Too far, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's not wrong. Yeah. But yeah, then he like takes it a little too extreme. Yeah, definitely. Um So that happens and then, you know I I'm to believe Frank's like is schizophrenia similar to like a multiple personality thing or no? I I can't speak on this. I have um, no expertise at all. No, they're different. I know they're different disorders, I guess, but I didn't know. Schizophrenia is more that you have like the hallucin hallucinations. Mm-hmm voices like the multiple personality is more like you act like different people like you're okay. different characters okay yeah you're right yeah so i guess it's schizophrenia seems like a, it did seem like because he's hearing the voices of frank and he's like telling him to now go yeah burn this dude's house down i mean here's the thing like from a psychological point of view like, from his therapist's point of view, mm-hmm. it seems like schizophrenia. But, as the audience member, there are certain elements where you're like... Like, he might have these problems of, like, the sleepwalking and hallucinations. Um, it definitely has, it like... had really many violent outbursts that we've seen. But it, it was inferred that he did have them and, like, had to be held... He was held back and, like, went oh, to yeah, jail and all that. Yeah. So, like, there's some sort of, like, anger issue 
and like the cursing and stuff. So I can definitely see that he has issues. The thing that prevents me from thinking for sure that it's schizophrenia mm-hmm. is Frank might actually be real. Yeah, like, that's what causes the confusion a little bit at the end. Yeah. So I know we're well, and in the movie theater. Oh, when he takes the mask off and stuff, yeah. and it is like actually him. So yeah. Like, so oh sorry. no, go ahead. You're I fine. just thought of another thing. Yeah, go like ahead. earlier when he's like taking his medicine and his youngest sister Rose walk or er, Samantha walks in, she sees him talking to himself mm-hmm. when the bunny is there. So it, it's like, and he does just sort of snap out of it. Yeah. Like he but, doesn't like go right back to talking to the. Yeah. So so that. Like, at the beginning, it's, or beginning to middle, you're like, Frank is not real, for sure. But then, but after, I would say, like, the movie scene, and then at the end, you're like, is Frank real? Okay. So that's why, but my point of all that is just, like, that's why I'm not sold that it's schizophrenia. Because if Frank is actually there, then... He might have mental health problems, but it might not be... That specific thing might not be made up. Okay. Um, yeah, and I'm sure this is just our interpretation of it, obviously. Yeah, I'm sure somebody, I'm sure maybe even the director has wrong. been out there and explained exactly verbatim, but that doesn't strike me as this type of movie. It strikes me as a type of movie where they want you to you know, leave it ambiguous and make it confusing so you can draw your own conclusions type of things. Yeah. Confusing it definitely was. All right. Continuing, and I'm sure we'll skip we over a bunch girlfriend? of stuff. But you haven't mentioned the girlfriend yet. Gretchen, we briefly mentioned her, but yeah, you can go ahead. No, you can talk about her. I'm just saying, don't forget about the girlfriend, because we were going into the Jim Cunningham stuff, and I feel like the girlfriend part was before that. Okay. Uh, but yeah, anyways, him and Gretchen. What was the word? You not going steady. What's the term you used? Oh yeah. Seeing each other. Keep talking, and I'll find okay. it. Okay. Anyways, they start dating. Um, yeah, they go to the movie, like we said. I, I, yeah, I mean, they have a school project together. I don't know what you want me to really talk about with their relationship, I guess. I didn't see it as a huge focal point. Because yeah, I guess I it was, it was kind of going out. keeping him grounded in reality, and it gave him somebody to talk to, because he would actually share... Like, that he was seeing yeah. Frank and stuff with her, which he didn't with, like, the rest of his family. Did he mention Frank to her? I think so. He mentioned something about, like, seeing or hearing something. I think he was saying, yeah, I'm like, I've been seeing things that aren't there or something yeah. like that. Um, But then she had, like, this traumatic past that seemed unnecessary. She... Also, I couldn't tell if she was being honest or not until the end about this past that her the her dad or stepdad one of them like stabbed her mom but then we find out later the mom didn't die i just thought that was bizarre yeah that's it what happens to jim i know we're just dying to find out what happens to jim um okay so then like we said there's an escalation and then Frank tells Donnie to burn his house down, so it's while they're in the theater, actually. And then he leaves, 
where Gretchen just sleeps this entire movie. Yeah. But you said relatable because you've done that. Yeah. Not the entire movie. I try. Beginning, but then... Peace. (laughs) But also, I felt that if I was watching this movie by myself, it was right around... I can tell you exactly when. um, Right around the time when they start talking about the... The scandalous book... Um, by the... Gosh, we haven't even touched on that. This is, there's just too much the grandma. in this movie. I, I could feel myself getting tired, and I was like, this is where I... If we were in the theater, this is where I would just, like, fall asleep. Yeah. All right, let me finish this thought, and then we'll get to that. There's just too it's much to unpack. Much. I think that was to this movie's detriment. It, I get it. plot points. Yeah, I get it, like, trying to, like... Cram a lot in there and be weird, I guess. But anyways, so he goes and he burns Jim's Jim's house, mm-hmm. uh, and then the fire department comes and puts it out, and then they end up finding like a kitty porn dungeon. So it turns out uh, Jim wasn't such a great guy. Usually, I I feel like maybe not specifically motivational speakers, but people that think that they have life kind of figured out, they go and give presentations or write a book. Usually they have some kind of dark past. I mean, it's kind of like in like these Me Too times and stuff like that, um, of this stuff, it's the people like hiding in plain sight, you know, like Bill Cosby, you know, would interact with all these kids. He had the, you know, kids say the darndest things. You've got going back a little farther, um, what was the, Jerry Sandusky, like working with kids at these football camps. Like, it's these people that, like, you want to suspect because it's like, oh, they're so nice and and they, like, are so helpful to kids. I'm yeah. saying, but yeah, I think that's what... You... I can't believe I'm... Um... Bill Cosby wasn't targeting kids, though. That's that's fair. I mean, I can't... That we know of. I'm not, like, uh... Downplaying him. Yeah. He was drugging women. You're right. So I guess you're right. Well, I guess we'll kind of touch on that theme in my book nook. Um, so okay. we can get back to that then. So, so we'll come back to that then. Um, all right, so he does that. Find out Jim Cunningham's a terrible person. Good. Seems like a bad guy. So Yeah. I mean, I guess not good. We don't want those people in the world. But at least he got caught. Yeah. Um, Justice was served. Right on. Uh, so, yeah, another plot going through is Donnie finds this book. No, his teacher gives it to him. Oh, did the teacher give it to him? Because mm-hmm. he's talking to his science teacher about time travel, and he's like... By Roberta... Sparrow. Roberta Sparrow, who's like... They call her... Grandma Death. Grandma Death. Thank you for... Look at it. See, you were paying attention. You got all these facts. Yeah, but this is like right before <laughs> I went into my... Um, but you're welcome. Who's this lady is like 100 years old, and she just walks back and forth to her mailbox. So she wrote, wrote this book that's like a... Time travel philosophy. Time travel, like, guide, I think, or something, right? Like, how to time travel and what to look for. And Donnie's, like, starts seeing, like, exactly what she's talking about in the book. So, um, excuse me. He, like, thinks she knows what he's going through and, like, wants, he wants to time travel, I guess, to get before when he met Frank and he said it's gonna, the world's gonna end. Yeah, before that. That's what I gather. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we have that, and then I guess let's jump to like Halloween now. Yeah. Does that sound good? 
That sounds good. Okay, so it's I think it's like Hallow's Eve, but leading into the night before Halloween, like mm-hmm. midnight. Um, and the world's going to end like a few hours or whatever, according to Frank. So then they go to um, Roberta Sparrow's. And what are they looking for first, do you remember? They go there like looking for something. Maybe Frank? He grabs... The, I don't remember why they... Yeah, they all got on their bikes and they're like going there to look for something, I feel like. Friends. But anyways, Ricky and Mullet Man, I don't remember what his name was. Okay. Um, are there and they're like the the, mo- the bullies throughout the movie, kind mm-hmm. of. And they show up and kind of like or pull a knife out on um, Donnie. I guess they're going to kill him or something. Yeah. And then this... <laughs> I'll read what I wrote here. Um, Gretchen got ran over by Frank in a Firebird. <laughs> I, Trans Am or Firebird. I can never tell which one's which. They look exactly the same to me. Anyways, yeah, this red like Firebird just comes pulling up and doing donuts and then runs over Gretchen's body. Right. And, and then like... the person gets out and it's Frank... Who is a real person because he was at the party and he's dressed in the bunny suit. And then um, Donnie pulls out a gun that he got earlier when he we didn't it's touch the last on. That's what I wrote. Donnie's gun. Yeah, he was seeing these weird bodies of light coming out of people and he's read that. And, oh my god, I forgot about that. They look yeah. like those big bubbles. Yeah, the ones you like run with. Yeah. It makes a really long bubble thing. And it led him to find this gun in his parents' closet. So he has this gun and then he shoots Frank. Um, but not, but we see Frank at the end, so he didn't die. No. Now, that's it. Now, Donnie goes back to the oh, house and gets the car. It, is that when it goes back in time? And then, yeah, they drive out, and then it, like, goes back in time. Mm-hmm. Oh, meanwhile, um, God, I just sound like a raving lunatic right now. <laughs> meanwhile... Donnie's mom and little sister Samantha are flying back from LA because she had. We didn't even okay. touch on Sparkle Motion. Do we have to? <laughs> we could just say that they, Samantha is in yeah, a, a dance, dance team, a dance group that went to LA. And then even they're flying back. She seems like she's in elementary school and yet she's in high school with them. It's very confusing. Yeah, it's weird. It's a private school. I don't know. Maybe it's K through 12. But, um,. So they're flying back, and then, like, the jet engine falls off, you know, from the very beginning. Yeah, and then it... And then it, like, turns back, back time, time to the beginning of the movie, you know, October 2nd, 1988. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we didn't mention this movie takes place in the 80s. Oh, there's yes, too I much... Yes, I did! Okay, I said you did. October... <laughs> I remember you saying October. I didn't no, remember. I said October 2nd, 1988. Thank you. There's just been so much. You don't have to give the entire plot of the movie. Oh, I'm sorry. It's too late now. Nope, and then it ends. No, Donnie dies! He gets hit by yeah, the... Yeah, he is in the bed this time, and he dies. And then, um, yeah, and like you said, we see Frank, and he's, like, drawing the bunny, and he has the mask. Yeah, and we see Gretchen, and she doesn't know who Donnie is. Right, because this is before she met him. I understand that, Caleb, but, like, what? Like, I'm so confused. <laughs> That makes two of us. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, time travel movies are always confusing. Pro- but it was, like, time travel for, like, the last minute of the movie. Like, there was no explaining why they went back in time. 
Yeah. Or how. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So so that was very confusing. Um I forgot to do my closed captioning portion, so I'll just throw that in now. Okay. Um, our closed captions we had uh this week were whirring. Which was a missed opportunity in my mind, if you remember. Yeah. Beginning of the movie, Donnie's dad is operating a leaf blower, and he blows it in, I think, his mom's face? No, it's Maggie's. Was it uh, Elizabeth? Um, Elizabeth's face, and it's, I thought it was going to say, like, playfully blows leaf blower in girl's face or something. Yeah. But just whirring. Uh, we also had whispering. Rude whistling. Mm-hmm. And finally... Brief keystroke. <laughs> All right, and you, your theory on this? Do you remember what it was? Was that since this is, since this is an older movie, like oh. the captioning isn't as good, but like newer movies have better captioning. Better in my mind, I guess it's a subjective. More, des- more descriptive. Yeah, and funnier in my mind. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's, that was the closed captioning. Did you have any other? That was the movie, guys. Uh, it was confusing. Uh, if you hadn't got that vibe from us saying okay. it was confusing. I feel like already. if they took out maybe like two or three elements of it, it would have been a much better movie. I definitely don't think it needed the time travel at the end, but then you would also have to cut out a lot of the middle bits talking about time travel, which was probably okay. Probably could have done without. Yeah. I don't think there were that many. It could just be just like more, more of a normal normal I say in air quotes story about a boy struggling with schizophrenia well I like like, okay you can still have Frank even though gross scary um but don't have him be real question mark you can still I the therapy that can stay Mm -hmm. we didn't really talk about that that much which is fine but like he goes to the therapist and she does like hypnotism on him and stuff um you can have basically all the elements, but I, I guess, I don't know. Like This is us fixing Donnie Darko. Come on. Here. You got it? Yeah. No, I had it earlier, and then you re-confused me talking about that movie. I'm sorry. Like, what if it was from both Donnie and Jim, Jim Cunningham's perspective? So then we understand a little bit more about the Jim stuff. And then we don't get as much weird from um, Donnie. So there's that. You could do that. Okay. And just take out a few of the, like, hallucinations. Like, clearly he's struggling. We don't need a bunch of examples of it. Definitely take out the time travel. Because yeah. did not care. I liked just his interactions. Unnecessarily. With yeah, I liked his interactions with Gretchen. Mm-hmm. That can stay. I would say his racist friends and bullies can all leave. They did not add anything to the movie. And his own demons can be his bullies. So he can still have that conflict. Wow, you thought of everything here. Yeah. But, like, there's... Um, the... The gym teacher... That didn't... I didn't understand that. I don't think it added anything. But we need her to introduce Jim Cunningham. He can be introduced in a different way. Like, he can still come to the school and give that... We're cutting out Dwight's babysitter? Yeah. Wow. I like Uh, this. Can we try to fix every movie we watch? (laughs) Sure. Because we've watched a few duds. Um, I I feel like I'm really in the mood for, like, a good indie movie. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 
um, Drew Barrymore. I think that her stuff can stay. She was trying way too hard to be edgy but in this movie. She was really disrespectful to the kids. Like, go stay next to the cutest boy in class. <laughs> Shut up, move. Like she was mean, but we needed some school element because I like school elements in movies. So that can be tweaked, and then can definitely remove the uh, stuff about the Smurfs. That we didn't touch on. Well, I, I was just saying, there. I was just saying, like, his two friends, no, I know, Sean I and Ronald. I know, sorry. I was just going through my notes and just wanted to briefly uh, mention that that was really weird, yet informative on Donnie's part. I would actually want, here's something I would want more of that I thought was good. It was mm-hmm. a positive. Yeah. Was like his interactions of his siblings and his interactions of his parents, like more home life that I found interesting because his parents were, you know, kind of struggling to understand Donnie and, but they wanted to help him and, and all that. And then like, I think there was some jealousy of the siblings. Donnie's getting special treatment. Yeah. So like that stuff was interesting. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, like you said, it had potential, but overly convoluted itself unnecessarily. In right. My it made, yeah, exactly. It got too convoluted uh, or too, too confusing. Too far uh, to make a crass remark. Too far up its own butt, you know? Yeah. It was trying too hard. Yeah. Doing too much. Yeah. Doing too much, mm-hmm. for sure, I think was a theme here. Um, so, yeah, on that uh, note, uh, sometimes I doubt your commitment to Sparkle Motion. <laughs> that was uh, my favorite quote from the movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good quote. I just think at that point in the movie, I did not care. <laughs> I like how at the town show, and moment everybody's been waiting for Sparkle Motion. <laughs> this like group of sixth grade girl dance team. Like this they is were why excited about it, even though they were so mean to Sharita. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I feel like we gave our final thoughts. I, I agree. I, I think we can we let all our qualms just rank this movie and move on. I'm, I'm saying that as someone. No, who you're feels... fine. I just want to properly, for the first time, summon our ranking music. Okay, summon it. Let's rank Donnie Darko. We talked a little bit of this about this off air, and you convinced me to be a little bit nicer, but this is how I feel. Either number 10, 11, or 12. Okay. So the new number 10, 11, or 12? Mm-hmm. That does put it above Troop Zero, which I like. <laughs> Kathy just rolled her eyes. Well, because I think you're too harsh to Troop Zero. It Pro- had probably. redeeming qualities. You just didn't like it for some reason that I... I still don't understand why. I'm sorry. Like, there were things I didn't like about that movie, too, but I don't think it's the worst movie we've watched for the podcast. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. Where I would actually put it, though, I was thinking, like, the new number eight above Lighthouse. But you said you liked Lighthouse more than this. I feel like this, I could at least, like, see what they were trying to do with Lighthouse. As funny as it was, I'm just like... But it wasn't what? supposed to be funny. Yeah. All right, fine. Let's do it. I'll are, take it. Are you sure? 
Yeah, because, I mean, I the last few movies I didn't, or that are at the bottom, Days and Confused, Troop Zero, High Fidelity, Lighthouse, I would even say Uncut Gems, like, I didn't like any of those movies. So they're all kind of, like, so last we, to So me. currently now we have, like, two halves, like, yeah. the top half you like, the bottom half you didn't like. Yeah. Okay. A hundred percent. I mean, I also didn't think Portrait of the Lady on Fire was, like, as great as everyone thinks it is, but no, you really liked no, it. No, you're wrong. Portrait of a Lady on Fire was very good. It was no Parasite. Parasite was fantastic. I can't wait till we top Parasite, because I didn't um, even think that was the best. I would say my favorite so far is... Oh, shoot. Is either Francis Ha or the half of it. Okay. Well, like we said... I'd probably say Francis Ha has been my favorite so we're far. We're continuing to rank them as a, as a team, right? No, I'm just a... letting you know. Well, I... Hey, I said to put this in last place, and you were like, no, let's put it at eight. So that's compromising right No, there. I know, but now it's making it seem like I'm always getting my way because you didn't like, you don't like our top two, and both of those I really liked. I can recognize that they're good movies. Okay. I'm just saying, me personally, I think they were a little overrated. All right. Well, the new rankings are... Mm-hmm. Parasite, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, Francis Ha, The Half of It, Mid-90s, Your Sister's Sister, Uncut Gems, Donnie Darko, The Lighthouse, High Fidelity, Troop Zero, and Dazed and Confused. Alright, so those are the new rankings. Should we move into the book knock? Let's do it. So this week, I haven't read a book. I've been reading a book, but it's longer, and I've been struggling to, uh, not doing as good a job as reading as I would like. Not doing as good a job as reading? (laughs) Or talking. (laughs) (laughs) Can you give me the English translation of whatever you just said? I know read good. (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong? You're reading a hard book? No, it's just when I read longer books, I, like, just psych myself out about it, you know? And this isn't, like, a super long book, but just, like, oh, what? it's going to take so long. But if I just, like, actually sat down and read more, it wouldn't take that long or be that bad. Anyways, the book I'm reading is Dreams from My Father, Barack Obama's uh, memoir from 1995. Um, Yeah, it's about his origins and kind of how he got into politics. I'm... A little over halfway through it now, so he's just started to get he's into in politics. He's in there. Well, in politics, I guess he's like a community organizer currently, so he's not like an elected official or anything, but starting to like you can see like how he's um, passionate about that mm-hmm. and, and good at it. Um, so I originally started this a few weeks ago uh, for some escapism, and then you know the world went to hell again. Um, and now it's more poignant than ever, so there's no escaping our bleak reality I of the darkest timeline. I don't know why you thought that was Because I was like, escapist. oh, remember when we had a president I okay. liked? Let so me maybe read about it that. was more, like, nostalgic. Yeah, sorry. Thank you for... Because I know, he, he didn't have an escapist. easy... Yeah, he didn't have an easy life And I feel like you very... knew that going into it, did you not? Maybe not in detail? Not in detail, really. Yeah, I didn't know... Uh, that, like, his his dad was a thing. He just didn't, like, live with them and, like, 
He only saw him once in his life. I didn't really know that stuff, I guess. But now I do I'm know sure that. I'm sure you're learning and, uh, a lot. Yeah, I, it's a good book. He's a really good writer. Uh, I'd recommend it. Just, I just it's need long. to be better about being in the right mindset with it. But I'm enjoying it. Wow. That's what a rave review. I'm just kidding. You're in the middle. You don't have to give a review yet. All right. right. I kind of felt that way at first with my book that I'm about to talk about, but then it ended up moving quicker than I ever could have. About it, like, taking imagined. a little too long type of thing? Mm-hmm. But it's then like, you, like, oh, burn this is, it. like... When I was reading the introduction, I'm like, this is, like, straight-up nonfiction. This is going to take forever. Yeah, because you're not a huge nonfiction reader, I feel like. It... You've, I mean, you've read your fair share, but it's usually memoirs if it's nonfiction. Yeah. And this is kind of a memoir. Let me just talk about it. Okay. Okay. It's called She Said, and it's by Jody Cantor and Megan Twahi. I don't know how to say her last name. Um, and they were two New York, New York Times reporters that kind of broke the Harvey Weinstein story around the same time as uh, Ronan. Mm -hmm. um but kind of like the floodgates for me too and Mm -hmm. all that and so this was you know this is history but pretty recent like 2017 was not that long ago it seems like a long time ago (laughs) yeah but it it, seems like a different world it wasn't well i mean the world they're talking about really isn't that much better like right it's all about sexual harassment that's to like the extreme so that feels like a world I wouldn't want to live in. But I guess a positive of it is that women are, like, telling their stories with Me Too, and they're finally feeling comfortable-ish to, like, share what they went through. Yeah. It wasn't like it wasn't happening before. At least now people are feeling more comfortable to say something. Yeah. But back to, like, what you were saying about Bill Cosby and Sandusky and stuff... Um, Harvey Weinstein was another guy that kind of bred on young people. It was young women, like, targeted young women that were, like, just start- starting out in their careers. Mm-hmm. Which, like, talk about vulnerable. I mean, but anyway. So, they just talk about... Like, it's basically, like, how I described it to a friend was investigative journalism come to life. So, like, if you like Spotlight, like, a movie like that, mm-hmm. like, this could be a movie. Like, it, they're gathering the details for this story and, like, all the different stories that go into the larger story. And then putting it out into the world. And, and like, so they've put it out into the world where I'm at. And then now I'm going to hear probably, like, how it continues and, like, created spurred me too and all that Mm -hmm. but i'm finding it to be like incredibly interesting and you don't really always get to know like the behind the scenes of articles like the background like all the research that goes into an article right because yeah if it's in a newspaper or magazine it's usually just at most a few pages yeah but this is like the spotlight thing because it goes into you know this is like this guy's entire like 40 year career that he's been doing this so there's going to be a lot of material it's not just like a brief article that they're preparing Mm -hmm. so yeah i'm 
I'm really finding it fascinating, um, but still upsetting because it's an right. upsetting thing. And it kind of ties together with like what's going on right now in terms of people like not trusting the police and not going forward with like their, their experiences or having negative experiences with people that like don't believe their stories. Like it relates to some degree. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's basically what I have, but I, I would recommend it. I think it's really, really interesting, but I could see how it would be triggering for someone who's gone through that experience. Yeah, for sure. Um, but they're not, they don't go into like graphic detail. we move on to what we're going to be talking about next week? Yeah, let's do it. Alright, so next week we're going to be watching the film Winter's Bone, which is based on a book. Um, just quick background that I know about it. I haven't really uh, done a lot of research yet. I know it stars Jennifer Lawrence. It's kind of like her breakout role. Yeah, she was nominated. Did she, I'm not sure if you, she might have won. Yeah. She was at least nominated I, I think, for an Oscar. I think she might have. Uh, came out like 2012 or something. I don't know. We'll get mm-hmm. into that next week, I guess. But It's available on Hulu and HBO according to Google, so hopefully that's correct. <laughs> yeah, we haven't gone on there to find out. but It's on something. You... I feel like I've seen it at the library before, if anything. Yeah. So. so if you haven't watched that or if you have, maybe you want to rewatch so that's what it looks be. intense, but like a good kind of intense. Yeah. Um, so hope, hopefully we'll like it more than Donnie Darko. I, I, I sincerely hope I do. <laughs> Seems right. more up my alley. You want to take us out? Hmm. What should I tell the people to do this week? <laughs> so much power. <laughs> I definitely feel like you should keep calling your loved ones, but. I it, it mm-hmm. but I think that maybe try talking about stuff not related to corona because at this point it's just like we get it. I think that the world is a little overwhelmed right now, so if you just want to call your loved ones or whoever you trust and just talk to them about whatever you're feeling or just the weather, whatever you want to talk about, that's fine. All right, and uh, I would say don't forget to vote. There are primaries happening right now, and also coming up quickly if yours hasn't happened. Yeah, I looked up today, I think this is right, that the Kansas primary is August 4th. Sounds right. Yeah, so that's not that far away. All right. And like we said before, with you know Black Lives Matter and Corona, all this stuff, if you don't feel like your elective officials are doing all they can for these issues, then maybe that'll motivate you to vote. Hopefully it will motivate you to vote. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you don't need that motivation, but if that's what it takes, yeah. it gets you to vote. Alright, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next Sunday. Bye. <laughs>